I'm Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm Curtis Jones. I am Cody Gagbo. Putting on the Liverpool top for the first time, it was a dream come true and I'll never forget that moment. The new LFC 24-25 season Nike Home Kit is out now. Buy it today, along with our new goalkeeper kit and training range at your official LFC stores. Online at liverpoolfc.com forward slash store and on the official LFC store app. You will never walk alone. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of groundbreaking research. Of exceptional health care for kids. Of helping families like mine and yours. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. Love your propane grill? Well, life just got a little easier with Propane Taxi. Stop lugging that tank. Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service that's ridiculously easy and convenient. Just go online, choose a delivery date, and Propane Taxi delivers grill tanks straight to your door. You can exchange any brand of tank. And right now, new customers get their first tank exchange for $10 with promo code TANK10. That's $10 for your first tank exchange with promo code TANK10. Visit PropaneTaxi.com. No no contact, no commitment, no problem. We're all loving Jackie Chan on our TV. It's the Day Trippers. Brendan says he's from a different bottle. We've wondered at times if he was on the bottle this season. But the heartening display against Mourinho's league leaders had most Liverpool fans wrestling with a strange and unfamiliar medley of emotions. Was that really hope in your heart? Could that really have been positivity and optimism warming your cynical soul? I'm Trev Downey and joining me in the bunker to look back at the two most recent games, ponder the matches to come and engage with whatever the listeners have decreed are Andy Young, Dave Thomas, pod debutant David Hartery and Phil Casey. Right, let's begin with a look at the most recent games and what seems to have been very much an upturn in the form of the Redmen in general. Uh, the deserved win against Villa at the weekend was followed by a dominant display last night against uh, the top side in the league. Now, last week I asked the fellas around the table if the second half of the season improvement thing had any merit to it. Um, Brendan and the lads have gone to great lengths to add a little bit of credibility to that idea. Liverpool are fun to watch again, Andy Young, aren't they? Yeah, they're great at the moment. Um as Paul's going back to the United game and things when Brendan changed things, we started to see a, a team a bit more like last year. And now it's starting to really come together where this, we're performing well in patches, maybe not over 90 minutes, but I don't know how many times last evening, even over the 12-game run of wins, did we put 90 minutes together of really high intensity, like enjoyable football. So it's it's just good to see it again. Like you, know, you can kind of picture now them putting a run together, whereas, say, eight weeks ago, 
that was impossible to imagine. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's happened now. Maybe like the Swansea game and a couple of other previous games in the last four or five weeks where you don't want the final whistle to go. Yeah, mm. uh, so that's all good again. Yeah, uh, David, welcome to the welcome to the bunker. Can you comment on what Andy said there? It doesn't seem as fanciful now uh, to think about actually going on a run, or it doesn't seem as wishful thinking at least because. When you see a performance like that against a team that, as Andy says, lasted over 90 minutes, you, you would have a little bit of hope looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Um, but I think, like, Brendan's thing is always that he's a coach foremost. And mm. I think that coaching takes a while. We saw last season when he had time to coach players to see improvement they made. But do you think after the Champions League ended, we, the f- fixtures did thin out a bit, like, not as much as he probably would have liked over the Christmas that, but they thinned out a bit. Mm. I do think he got to spend a bit more time in the training ground with people over Christmas. Yeah, People got to take a bit of a break, got to rotate a bit of the squad, change things change around, players coming back. I think it is kind of coming together for him. I think that we could go on a bit of a run now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David, uh, Dave, Thomas, that's a that's a fair point, isn't it? Um, he's had more time um, with his players on, on, on the training ground and, and, you know, you could argue that we're starting to see the benefits of that. Yeah, you'd hope so. I mean, I think that he has also landed on a system and personnel which he can work with week in, week out. You know, he's not trying to find his best side or his best system. You know, he's landed at this, you know, what is it, 3-4-3 or, you know, uh, and and kind of the same 11 with one or two changes, which if you think back to when we went on that run last season, you know, for the final 14 games, he basically played the same 11 week in, week out with maybe Alan coming in for Henderson or something like that, you know, small changes of Alan coming in for Coutinho. So I think that's where Brendan is very good, is when, you know, he, he lands on what he thinks is going to work and he works that really, really well. And, you know, small changes then uh, throughout the game. So as Dave said, you know, he is a coach first and foremost, and he is an excellent coach, particularly of attacking play. Yeah. Um, and I think he's starting to demonstrate that actually given the right personnel which is a which is a different conversation about Brendan completely but given the right personnel he's actually pretty good defensively as well I mean I think that you know one shot on target from Chelsea last night uh, you know on the back of you know a couple of clean sheets in the last few games shows that we're making improvements there so lots of positives lots of things to be to be really happy about um, and, and I think it does bode well for the second half of the, half of the season Same. Um <coughs> Phil Casey is over in the corner. Hello. Um, he is. He has a new setup where he doesn't have to play with the other children anymore. <laughs> he's got his own table and yeah. his own microphone, and yeah. he's just happy. Out, and he's yeah. kind of looking over his shoulder at us regularly. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. happy there, fellow? Yeah, just just make sure. Like, Liverpool's right. almost almost just, irrelevant. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to use you to to start off the next topic. Um, do, I, do I not? Do I not get to say how wonderful I, Brendan is? Well, I asked you no because I won't. I don't really want there you to. Go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he's just look. I think going back to what we said. You're not going to bring us down straight away. I'm not bringing you down. I'm just saying that there has to be a level of realism that comes into this as well. We've played absolute muck for the la- oh, since since we played Arsenal, right? Mm-hmm. And we've gotten probably just about par for the results that you'd expect over that time period. Aston Villa are shite, like, do you know what I mean? Let, mm. Let's be honest about it. Sunderland are cabbage. Leicester, we should have battered, right? You know, this the, the one good spark out of this whole thing was the Chelsea performance last night. That that showed something else that hasn't been there all season long. Did it, did it make you even slightly happy? It did, of course, of course it makes. Of course yeah. it makes you happy. Yeah. They destroy Swansea, Phil. Yeah, but fair. Swansea have gone to fucking pants uh, since the middle of December as well. Look, look at the record. Yeah, yeah but it, they're still they had, they, they, they're, they're a classic. Swansea are a classic side that falls down the table and gets relegated. But the fact that I'm at it is, for the first half of the season, we weren't beating any of those no, sides. No. So that's an improvement, so you have to acknowledge that. Well, if, if we weren't, then we wouldn't have any points on the board at all. So, you know what I mean? Like we, we all, all we've done is that we've actually started coming back to par. If anything, it's a recovery. I'm noticing What's par to you, then? 
We should be beating those teams. But what's par like top four? Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. But we haven't got no, top four. None of us are saying we've like, been so shit. Win the league, like. We've been so shit in the first half of the season because of Rogers. Yeah. That we're in a shit position now. We're, now he's he's torn around and he has to turn around to save his job. He has to turn around. We we talked about this, mm-hmm. and I said the only way he saves his job is if he gets top four at the end of the season. And I, I stand by it. And it's still a massive ask. No matter how good the, how good we were and how good the performances are, even though we we played very well at the weekend and and, and beat Aston Villa, right? All the results that no, no results went our way, and we're in the exact same position in eighth on Monday morning as we were the previous week when we're talking about, well, now we've got a chance to come back against things. We need, a, we need a bit of luck and also to put a run of form together to get top four this season. And that, wherein lies my, my criticism, the whole thing. Cool. There's, a, there's, there's such a run of fixtures coming up now that we'll actually get a true measure of how good the team has turned itself around. And if we come out the back end of those fixtures with positive results, then yes, we, then he has torn things around. And I think, I think it's a fair reflection over the next eight games as to where we actually are and what he has actually done to the team as opposed to the last eight games. Well, to be fair, I don't think anyone said we'd turn it around. I was just asking if you were happy. Like, you know. I am happy, yeah, I'm absolutely happy. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to get it really, it really comes to it. I think the physical distance between you and Dave Thomas now has absolutely made it, ruined I, I, th- it. I think it's yeah. made it even more pronounced, you know, between the, the, the yin and the yang. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Phil, Phil the, the progress of the defence is, 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 is pretty encouraging, even, even for a, a negative uh, uh, curmudgeon like yourself. I'm not a fucking... Uh, let's... <laughs> <laughs> He's going to challenge you, and then he didn't know what he said. So let's uh, let's fold in a few of these things into it. Um, we can like ma- an omelet. We'll, yes, like an omelet, like, like a defensive omelet. Talk to me about 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 Sacco. I, I, I you usually end up chatting about Chan. Talk to me about uh, Mamadou Sacco. What, what you think he's adding to the team? Well, look again. We've got a, a defensive system that finally works. Um, this season and it genuinely works like there's, there's, there's no there's no getting away from the fact that we've the best defensive record in England since we went with the, the back three in Old Trafford and we lost John Glenson to injury tragically mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know we'll get to John. There's, there's, there's no getting away from that right yeah. but like it's it, it also down to the personnel do you honestly think that we would have as good a record if you replaced Sacco with, with say Lovren you know what I mean mm. no and what, he's, what he does is because he looks awkward and ungainly, that, an awful, that stands up against what he actually does on the pitch. He's actually really calm in terms of what he does. He always seems to be aware of the players around him and he, he tends 90% of the times to take the right choices when he's on the actual ball itself. Apart from that, he's, he's a fucking physical specimen in terms of a defender. Like, he's not getting bullied by anyone. Yeah. And he's got a great awareness about him. Like, and he's, like any player, the more games he's got over this little run, the better he's gotten in each performance as it's gone on. And we were talking, we, everyone has talked about leaders and leaders in the defence and the whole lot. He's standing up. as If you look at the back three, even Skirtle, they're starting to stand up and show real leadership qualities mm. in the way they're playing the game. There's not, none of this talking that they aren't covering or one fella's not covering anymore. Mm. Even you saw last night, you know, if, 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 um, if Skirtle went to something because somebody got around Chan, Chan was tucking back inside and yep. covering there. Yep. And then if, if the same thing happened on the other side, Sacco was coming around and Skirtle was going out. And, you know, for the first time since I can remember under, under Rodgers, there's a cohesive defensive um, framework going on the players are aware of what they should be doing in that piece yeah. and but you can't judge the players in isolation Sacco looks better when he has Moreno beside him and Moreno looks better when he has Sacco beside him and similarly whoever's played down Chance Flank Manquillo or Markovic there's been a great interaction between the two of them and we just don't we're not vulnerable as vulnerable as we were down the flanks as we have when we've played the other combinations because the unit works exactly, exactly. Um, Dave I know you wanted to chat about um, a certain ex-Liverpool player in relation to another member of that defence um, Emery Chan and, and, and the comments on him What what? talk to me about Emery Chan if you want to talk to me about the, the, the way in which he was probably a little bit over the top pilloried I think 
um, for for his uh, slip. Yeah, well, for me, the the improvement in the defence has correlated with Jean going in the defence. So I think Sarko's been very good, but I think Jean has taken it to another level again. And for me, if you're watching him, and this is what frustrated me a little bit with Carragher last night, is, and he's had two pops now, one at Sarko and one at Jean, and I, I just don't understand... First of all, I don't think Carragher in a lot of ways has a lot of credibility in terms of the way the modern defender mm. is, is being asked to play. Mm. He was never a ball-playing defender. He relied pretty exclusively on being pretty smart positionally and last-ditch brave tackles. <clears throat> and that's not what Jan is going to do, and it's not really what Sacco does too much either. You know, they play far more proactively. They're much more tactically switched on. And Jan, for me, is a Rolls-Royce of a player. And I, I can't understand how you can watch him and pick him out as anything other than just sumptuous in that role as on the right hand side. Do you like that, Andy? <laughs> you like that? Listen, I have major man crush on Emre Jean. So, but I mean, it's for turned me, into an M and S ad. Yeah, sumptuous yeah. defending. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Gay. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was excellent. Now, and I thought he was excellent last night. Um, after, and he's. He, it is true. To be fair to Carragher, he did roll back a little bit and he said there have been moments in a, to, in a few of the games where he's looked a little suspect. But for me, I think you turn that on his head and you say, he's a 20-year-old central midfield player playing a centre-back and he works the game out. Yeah, Wimbledon, you know, when they played Wimbledon, that's a game he probably hasn't played before and he worked it out. Chelsea last night, he's playing against Hazard and Costa, and Costa mm. who are probably the two, along with Fabregas, that... Uh, attacking unit is the best in the league and he yeah. worked it out so I think you you can flip the negative side and for me the positive column is just so strong versus yeah. anything the character is going to pick powerful and sumptuous <laughs> you know a list of adjectives and his hair was uh, divine divine <coughs> uh, he's a god of a man yeah D- David a modern before, day Apollo before this gets messy and, uh, and Casey takes it down the dark path um in the middle of those two guys, we have Martin Skirtle, who, let's face it, um, had lost his way quite a bit in the early part of the season and, 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 and looked like he always had a mistake in him. Um, would, is it is it over-egging it to say that he's really come on a lot and he actually looks not just competent, but, but quite, pretty solid at the moment there in the middle? Yeah, well, because I think the benefit of a good coach is that they put people in situations where their strengths are illuminated and their weaknesses are hidden. Yeah. And I think when we're saying about Jan and Sacco being great uh, proactive defenders. Mm. Skirtle is shocking at that. He's truly terrible at ca- grabbing a game by a scruff of his neck. But the fact is, both of them are pushing the line up. Like last year, he just, him and um, whoever he was playing with, would just push back, pack back in on top of Mignolet, no mm. space for everyone. Whereas Jan and uh, Sacco want to be out. They want to be out in an 18 yard box. I mean, the two of them doing that means that. So Scarlett can kind of sweep up then yeah. when the stuff comes in behind he's there and he's always he's the free player when he's he's always the free player in the front three he's always there there's always space for him he doesn't have to be man marking anyone he can just be there to ping balls out he's great ahead in the ball he's good at winning duels he's mm. good at covering tackles and that's all he has to do now he doesn't have to go and mark anyone or mm. be, grab the game by scruff like he has to just get the balls coming in over the top head balls out from crosses head balls out from corners and that's that's what he's good at and that's all he has to do now keep it simple for him I think he'll be, be alright yeah yeah. Uh, Andy the, the other the other um, beneficiary I suppose of this new setup is Mignolet another man who looked like he was a bit of a write off let's be honest and last night um, and on the back of the Villa display he's been solid enough hasn't he yeah the Villa, uh, the Villa game where he the save from Benteke and yeah. then the punch followed up yeah. was just so unmingling yeah. <laughs> like yeah. 
it was it, it, it's clearly gaining a little bit of confidence now mm. and the pressure the spotlight's clearly off him because he hasn't made a mistake in a few weeks yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he's, he's, he's benefited from good, you know some good saves and he, he'll enjoy that and I suppose if you've got three centre halves as well uh, less reliance on him to come off his line which he doesn't he's not comfortable doing although he still attempts to do it yeah. in so fact he's, he's the, not too far away from a big mistake again and I used to say it all last season yeah. there's a mistake coming there's a mistake coming he's getting away with it it was his kicking a lot last year but yeah, of course he's he's benefiting from the three centre halves, and that's really working out for us at the moment. And like, I mean, <laughs> the the love in for Khan and Shan or Jan, we call him Jan because because these days best me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish and Sacco like is is unbelievable. Like you know, people are getting very carried away. You not having that, no? Uh, no, I think the two players are. I think they're they're brilliant players, but but Jesus, like, let's calm down here. Like, yeah, uh, for them to play. As a trio, it's a lot easier, you know. Uh, it, as David says, it's it uh, hides uh, skirtles, frailties, mm. and the other two boys are really benefiting from you know from the extra body there, mm. you know, because we are calamitous back there, bouncing balls around the box or anything. We are calamitous, but the what's really helping them more than anything is how hard of workers Moreno and Markovic are, and even Coutinho flying back. The amount of ground Coutinho's covering, tracking back. Did you have that feeling about a, an imminent ca- calamity last night? I, 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 it's the first game in ages. No, Even because we had so much, so much possession. And they, like you knew Chelsea could hurt you. Yeah. You knew Chelsea weren't going to start throwing balls in on top or awkward balls, high balls in. You knew that wasn't going to happen. Mm. Because, but like last night, I, I just I felt nothing like other than Liverpool were going to win the game. Yeah. Other than you just know Chelsea getting a tactical hardness, but against Villa, yeah, I did. I was shit myself, mm. especially that twenty-minute period when they brought on your man Gale and uh, uh, Wyman. Mm. I thought we're fucked, you know, and it just it just seemed to. And thank God that goal came because you, you just you couldn't you couldn't you just could see Villa scoring, like you know. Yeah, but yeah. going back to what you're saying, like a defense that's been so porous for so long. Will always take a long time to you know to, to look to, to to remove the doubts that the fans will have. So there's a, yeah. there's an element. I watched the Villa game back after watching it the first time around, and when when you sat back and watched the defending, I remember watching it like you said, going Jesus. Every time there's a free kicker, kind of going Jesus, what's going to happen yeah. next? And Mignolet was coming for everything. And the, the one thing that stood out for me in the in the Villa game was mentally he seemed to throw his shackles off and come out and come for every single cross and was winning so many of the crosses and it seemed to help the defence because they weren't like what you're saying they weren't sitting even on, on the corners and the free kicks they weren't dropping as deep as they normally would and they were prepared to push onto the players and give him a bit of space because they knew he was going to come it's about consistency for him to do that because if he does then our defensive line can play that maybe two or three or it's just a little bit higher again and have, have faith in that he's going to come I, yeah I also think that defences can see chances yeah. I mean Obviously. we played the best defence mm. in the league last night yeah. and we should have scored four goals you know what I mean I mean they were, they were making mistakes I mean yeah. Terry let a ball go through to Courtois Gerrard closes him down if that's <laughs> Uh, Skirtle Mignolet we're talking about on this pod as if like oh there's a fucking another calamity like, yeah. I think defences are always going to and I think I agree to mm. your point that you're watching them and you don't yet have that confidence that mm. they yeah. won't concede but it's great because they're gaining all this confidence yeah. and even even if Lovren is snuck back into that I trio I agree where's Sacco gone Joe Marks he might you know he might benefit from the tree the three lads back there as well I you never know you never, Lovren's not the bad player that everyone is 
seeing well I was going to say on your point about Coutinho Moreno and Markovic doesn't that just go to prove that at least 50% of our defensive problems have been system and Mm. and getting players to do that work Mm. and do that work around them Mm -hmm. and actually not you know there's loads of things that have changed not playing Gerrard as the defensive midfield player not playing two brain dead fullbacks you know not playing um, or allowing Coutinho to come back and do some of the running in the midfield rather than stick him on the left wing so I think 50% of it is systemic and then 50% of it is you know playing players who are better mm. than the um, ones a, that we were. A massive play. plus in Brendan's column. I'm not going to criticize the fuck out of him, but anyway, a massive is is the use of Markovic as a wing back. Yeah. He has to take mm-hmm. immense credit for putting him there. Yeah. I know whether that was true intention or whether he just wanted to get him into the team initially. Because remember, he went in in the in the league game on, on the, as the left wing back, yeah. and from there on, he's played him as as a wing yeah. back as such, right? But that's that that's he deserves huge credit for putting him in there, and also recognizing that when you play with the wing back system you don't necessarily have to play with actual defenders. Yes. That's, because the, the aim of that is, as you said, your worry with the trade tra- the back, going back a good few weeks, Andy, was that mm. often, if you play fullbacks there, they drop deep and it becomes five at the back as opposed to three at the back and, mm. you, and you allow teams to come on to you or you, mm. you don't get as high up the pitch as you, as you, try, as, as you should be doing with the wing-backs and the idea of the wing-backs. Yeah. And the one thing Markovic does is his work rate's been phenomenal. Well, actually, yeah. seeing see as yeah. you've, you've introduced this now, um, uh, let's go on and talk about the, the, our non-brain-dead full-backs, um, as Dave would have it. And talk to me about uh, Markovic in that way you're talking about. Neil Kavanagh was in touch with us saying, wondering, are we sacrificing the attacking strength of Markovic so that he can play in that nominally defensive role? <laughs> There's kind of a contradiction there because he's, he's one of our best attacking threats too, isn't he? He is. And like, because we're taking the two games, if I thought Markovic personally, the, the, the Villa game was, was arguably his best game for us. Yeah. He was everywhere in the pitch that day. Yeah. And Whereas he, last night, not so much. No, last night, what, what I liked about Markovic last I didn't think he had a particularly good game last night, right? Mm. But he never hid. So when things went going right from him in the first half, he kept trying to do the things that he was trying to do. And, 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 and immense credit he, 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 des- he deserves for that. For, because that's a mentality thing. If, if he was there back in September when, when the chips were really down and he was doing absolutely deplorably for us, right? He wouldn't, have been, he wouldn't have been shown for the ball or looking to go because that's what was happening at the time when he was on the pitch. Whereas this time around, he, he kept showing. He kept trying to do what he was good at. And eventually, as the game wore on, things then started happening to him. And, you know, that's, he had a great battle with, with Felipe Luis down the, the left-hand side. But, like, going back to the Villa game as well, he was Im- fucking a colossus for us in that mm. game he, the amount of work he got up and down the pitch and even covering inside through the centre as well you know that was a real coming of, of all the games that he's played so far that was the one that truly showed that this 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 kid is more than capable a more than capable wing back and arguably like is one of the best at playing that wing back in, in Europe at this stage and, that's, yeah. the, and that's, that's like a massive amount of praise but when I think of the teams that are playing three at the back that's, he's your ideal that's exactly what you want from your wing back but also I think the you know, a little bit of the premise of the question. I think, I don't think we're sacrificing his attacking talents because I think his attacking talents are better in this role that he's yeah. playing now. Yeah. I think if, where, if you play him further up the field, I, I said it on last week's pod, he's not the type of guy yet, he's not confident enough to beat a man on the 18-yard box. But what he is very good at is beating a man on the halfway line and yeah. carrying it 20 yards and giving yeah. it to someone who's going to mm. beat the man He on likes the to put the ball out in front of him exactly. as opposed to yeah. Sterling or Coutinho's way or Lalana, where they have very quick feet and yes. they can just sidestep and get away just a little bit of space. Yeah. Markovic's, uh, tech, you know, his, um, 
his strength is, is just putting the ball out in front yeah. of him. And he's a lovely little snidey prick as well, which yeah. I liked about him last night. He, uh, yeah. You know, he, he won us a few free kicks. You know, he was niggly with Felipe Luiz. He was mm. winding the Chelsea mm. guys up. Yeah. He was big, he was strong. I thought that was yeah. really good last night. And it's actually at the start when he came in and he made that, he had that interview where he was talking about, we oh, can become the best player in the league and all yeah. that. Hey, you was thinking, that you? You here I was thinking, this is a cocky fucking asshole. Yeah, and I yeah. never imagined he'd be such a hard worker. Yeah. I never yeah, I imagined that yeah. he's going to get stuck in there and, and put, like Brendan's asked him to play opposition and he's just took it on yeah yeah um, um, David to, 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 to go back to a point to film out there to see him and, and Moreno on the far side but, but Markovic in particular even losing the ball high up the field it's wonderful when you compare it to the guys who've been there before to watch him make up ground track back and actually get there to put in a tackle or at least get his body in the way like that side of the game nobody expected that from him Oh yeah, like I don't think I think when I when I signed him originally I thought oh great like uh, he was a flair player kind of like got a bit of Modric air off my yeah. puck that kind of a player, but like he was just harrying people nipping at him the whole time, mm. kind of like Coutinho was a bit when he first came in and his defensive side of his game wasn't great like uh, you couldn't fault him for effort yeah. like yeah. But, but I do think the wing back has been the making of him because I think he was terrible the first half of the season but I think the pace of English game got to him a bit I don't think he wasn't used to having that little amount of spit time or space in the front three. I think having a little bit extra time on the wing, a bit extra time to think or to compose himself, I think that'll. I think going forward, that's the best place for him. And what about his, his counterpart in the far side, Moreno? What, what sort of a shift do you think he put in over the last two matches? So I haven't made up my mind about Moreno. When, really? I, when I see him, sometimes I think he's incredible. Like mm. he, he's great for tracking back and that kind of thing. But like sometimes the stuff he just does is just mad. Like mm. he scored. What's the goal he scored? I think it was against. No, um, he took the pass. Really he gave was, no. There was a give and go against. Um, yeah, you know, nearly, nearly missed it. There was a give and go with someone on the wing, and he hairs into the box. And I was like, <laughs> "That's the entire left wing completely empty now. Like, what are you doing?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then he scored. So I was like, "Oh, brilliant! You're fucking amazing!" Like, yeah, yeah, well done. Like, yeah, but then it's just like I'm sure the defender's sitting there going, "Why is he here?" Like, yeah, but, you yeah. know, he just does mad stuff all the time. Which, like, when it comes off, I'm like, "Well done! That's brilliant!" Like, mm. but when, like, it, it's, just, it's a very high percentage game he's playing. I think a lot of the time. I, th- I think the good thing about him, gambling, he is he is a bit mad, and he does have Russia blood to the head. But that tends to be in the final third, yeah. and he doesn't get beat. And a lot of that is Sacco, mind. I, I, I think Sacco has made him look a lot better defensively. Yeah. But he, he doesn't get beat. He doesn't get brushed off the ball. He doesn't get beat for pace. He makes great recovery tackles. I think, you know, as a defender, he's very good, you know, on one on ones. Positionally, I think he's suspect. And I think you're right. He, he does lose concentration. He does have a touch of the Enriquez when it comes to, like, doing mm. mad stuff. No, he's not. No. No, he's better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he is Enrique. I'm saying he's got a touch of whatever. Whatever Enrique is dropping into all these young Spanish players' drinks, <laughs> he's had a bit too much of it at the moment. Like, the lotion. Paul Souza's Su- gone out today, so I think Marino yeah. better watch out. He might end up uh, in well, the dungeon. The way he was going on about uh, Chan and uh, Sacco, that's my Marino because I, I'm loving that player at the moment. Oh yeah, I think he's a great. He's sumptuous. He's <laughs> he is sumptuous because uh, he looks like Alonso and Gerard. Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> it's the combination of yeah. your favourite players. Isn't yeah. it? Oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, it remains to be seen where he could be a long-term left full if we when we revert back to a back four eventually. Because I mean, nobody kind of has been successful in the league with with three at the back. So eventually, we're going to revert back. You know, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I think he. I, the other thing, I think he's a real goal threat. I think if you could just yeah. 
work on him a little bit he could actually get five six goals a season from that yeah. position like well, come here, isn't, it, isn't it like given the amount of shit left backs we've had for fucking donkeys at this stage right yeah. is, is, is it like we're talking about small flaws that can be that can be relatively easy fixed he's, 20, he's old. 20 years old you know what I mean right? you know what I mean yeah, Alice, he's a so goal last year like, like, yeah. God, yeah. God. already you can tell he's the best left forward yeah. at the club in probably 20 years yeah I can't think of a better one we've had in a long long time bloody hell since so Julian Dix, definitely. No, look, he's got like he's, Jesus. There's not a yeah. the, the position he maybe, but there's not a bad part of his game really. No yeah. ability mm. was. Well, like, when we're talking about it, every time, I'm, I know we'll touch on Lucas as well. <laughs> touch Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> not a, not as gruesomely as the fans did. We were touching on Jen. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. caress Lucas yeah, over the performance last night, yeah. but you know. The, Looking at Moreno, looking at we, we talked about Chan, we talked about Coutinho. You, you, we've, we've mentioned Sacco, right? You're just looking at they're so young. Like in, in, in football terms, they're so young as players. Um, and you know, if we can manage to keep hold of them, you've got a, you've got an incredible you know base to build a, a decent squad off of. And, and this ultimately is when FSG were saying that this is what they were looking at. This is you know young players who could be potential superstars in, in a few years' time. When I look at Chan, I look at Sacco, and, and, and you start thinking of the way Guardiola likes to play. You know, mm. you're looking at two centre backs that would walk into that team because they're so good on the ball. Yeah. He's he's not thinking first of all how good are they defensively. He's thinking what will they add when we're in possession of the ball at the back. Yeah, and I mean, whisper it quietly, they're all committee signings. Uh, this, that's where exactly where I was going to go. Uh, like, they like, are, it, like, like it, like it, You must have read the agenda. Didn't you? <laughs> I could not put it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Fifty Trump. Shades of Agenda. <laughs> but no, th- but to follow on, and I suppose as a kind of kind of counterpoint to what you were saying earlier on, which is kind of in the negative column for Brendan, that that they are guys who've been brought in on his watch. Chan, Sacco, Manquillo, Moreno. Um, he's brought in Markovic as well. Lalana, who looks to be doing okay. Uh, you know, the, the, it, 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 there is a move towards a young team there that could really develop over the years to come. Absolutely, and uh, I suppose uh, Dave would say like uh, their committee signings, right? Uh, I've I've said here when we were debating it, like the committee includes Rogers. Well, no, I mean, you, Rogers you can't that, yeah. you can't get away from that. If, if, and if you look at Air's most recent interview, he's like he's more or less put the final. Um, authority on the signing that, that Brendan has to agree with the player mm. regardless so he's in one way he's putting it all on, on Rodgers I was quite pointed do you know that, what I mean yeah. like it's, it's like listen we, there's, there's a committee here that, that you know help him make a decision on what player he wants to sign um, but ultimately it's the manager who's deciding who comes in the door so if that's the case and the club are putting that out then Rodgers has to take the praise for the good players that have been signed in as much as it's not a case of well Rodgers signed Lallana Lovren um, whoever else that, that hasn't worked out for us Lambert the rest of them right and Balotelli but the committee signed you know these lads that he is part of the committee the mm. committee signed all the players end of the day and you know I would say that the the identification by the committee and, and it goes back to scouting and everything like that that's been poor mm. in, 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 you know for our big big signings that you have to make the ones that really have to work out Dave's point Balotelli had to work out for us Lovren had to work out for us mm. and they haven't worked out but well, I also think that if the two of the biggest reasons we had such a disaster at the start the two, the yeah. two, yeah. They were relatively big money, and there was a lot of trust put in the two players, especially with Sturridge being out, and then Lovren was the, the new man that was going to be permanent at the back. Yeah. And it just snowballed. Yeah. It just snowballed from the two of them not hitting the ground running. Because they are the two players that, if you look at everything we did in the summer, and you're saying, who are the two players that go straight into the first team? It's Balotelli and it's Lovren, right? Mm-hmm. Based on yeah. the immediate needs. Probably Moreno at left back, right? Um, and they didn't work. The other thing I would say, and just to, you know, sorry, not to bring it down, but just to be cautious on this, is someone not being good until January is still a failure. 
of a transfer mm-hmm. in terms of the impact they have to have on the season. Yeah. Right? Depends on how good they are from January. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we can say, oh, look, they're coming good. It doesn't matter. Right? But Champions it's January League. the 20th. Right. Do you know the what Champions I mean? League, so yeah. we, we went out to the Champions League and we, we've made top four yeah. a very difficult yeah. thing. Yeah. So I think, and, and to be fair to FSG, I think that's the way they look at it at the end of the season. They will say, well, we'll judge the season as a whole. And yes, these players now look good for the future. But were they the right players that we needed given where we were coming from, mm. given who we lost and what we needed to do this season. So you've got to take a more holistic view. But it's definitely encouraging that these younger players are, are beginning to perform. Uh, uh, David, I know it's, uh, generally speaking, a dangerous thing to be looking at what, at what Brandon says because, you know, like he, he is fond of his guff, is Brandon. But, like, it was interesting to read his, his most recent comments in the wake of that uh, game last night. And he talked about... He was quite. He was glorying in the in the defense of magnificence, right? I think he actually used the word magnificent. <laughs> but 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 what what he also mentioned was, and I, he kind of fell for the guy. He was talking about how at the start of the season, all the things that they had done to make this team good, they were unrecognizable. He, th- th- this system that of his that he had tried to build up was unrecognizable. The players looked unrecognizable. He, he really sounded like a guy who was lost for the first half of the season, and hopefully now he's kind of finding his way back again. Would that would that would that seem to be the case? Yeah, well, like, I think he had continued his systems that he was using last year. Mm. And I think he was just like, I think he was just dumbfounded as to why they stopped working. Yeah. I think he was like, well, this, this exact same system worked almost to a T last year. But even like even when Suarez was out and stuff, mm. we still kind of got by with the systems that he was playing. I think, I think he probably did have a bit of a crisis of confidence where he's just like, why is everything suddenly stopped working? Because we did have, like, on top of players being terrible, we had an awful lot of bad luck as well. Like, terrible constant match, injuries yeah. and... Poor decision making, yeah. poor mistakes. So I think there was a, there was an element of the divine about it. Like I, I was just thinking last night watching us play, I was like, "This must be a bit of residual Catholic guilt because I was like, this is punishment. <laughs> this has been punishment for last season. This season to make up for all. We enjoyed it so much last season. They have there has to be a have to be some kind of thing. So all the hail marys paid off, and now we're back to back to where we should be. Oh, okay. I love a bit of religion. Uh, getting back to the actual side itself and the, uh, and away from the shape of it, um, Andy, is it fair to say that that, that Henderson with Jared ahead of him is probably the way that we're going to go and hopefully have a chance to win a cup this year? Is that is that our go to sort of uh, arrow in the middle there behind the striker? Yeah, yeah, you'd like to think that um, Jared playing as a defensive midfielder now is finished. Yeah, yeah, and I think enough comments have been put out there and. Jared might find himself rotating with Coutinho a lot and depending on whether they got injuries you know whether Lucas gets an injury or Henderson gets an injury you wouldn't know what, what, what he'll have to do bringing Alan back or moving Shannon to the middle who knows but yeah I think if everyone's fit that's where Jared's going to find himself most and I think at this stage of his career and, and what he has left to kind of give the team now he's going to want to score goals he's going to want to get to the front and actually last night you could see there was an element there that the players wanted to do for him yeah, because this yeah. is the one that the most likely to win and there's no sure thing he was in the dressing room and he was rolling the players up and telling them how much he wants to lift the trophy before the end so it is it's an area you can play and probably damage teams now he didn't play too well and he, you know but that that can come there was parts there was parts the early part of the game like just some lovely touches out and there's yeah. a good effort from distance which we haven't seen in a long time from him so 
You know, Jared, he's yeah, patchy that, anyway. That technique seemed to be back there with that long shot. Was, yeah, yeah, that was fabulous yeah. effort. He should have scored, though. But I mean, isn't that what left foot did against the post? Yeah, 19 years ago, he'd have put that I in mean, the top we, corner. I mean, we were talking last week about how he's <laughs> the, second, the second best finisher in the club. You've got to score that. That's that's a sit Oh, but you it, mean the one across it on, on his left foot? Oh, yeah, he's yeah, always on about the, the effort from uh, Oh, no, the one distance. Where, sorry, no, yeah. I don't mean that was a sit <laughs> But the, the one where he hits the yeah, post, I think he's got to score that. Yeah, and I mean, Jared. It isn't. It's not like he's one footed. Like he's no. always been comfortable on either foot. He he, he tried to bend it. He yeah. Tried to be too cute. Yeah. But Andy Tan- probably recognised that Cartwell is a good goalkeeper. Yeah, and I need to yeah. put this right in the corner. But, but you, you've said you've said yourself there, Andy. Right? He wasn't as impressive as as you'd like him to be in that role. Yeah. I mean, are we? Is it wishful thinking on our part? Yeah, it is that, that, that he's going to be this yeah. guy. That, well, come here. I have this, uh, and I'm sure a lot of fans is a. Uh, Gerard's gonna go out on a on a scream like mm. he's gonna score a few goals. He's gonna hopefully it's on a winning scream. As a positive, look, it is a it is a dream, and the, the biggest fucking romantic in football is me. Like I'd love to see him lift fucking three trophies. Like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Get top four, get top three, win the fucking league. I'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's solely unrealistic, but there's a point where you you say. He can achieve, mm. and of course they can achieve winning the Europa League or winning the Carling Cup or the FA Cup or whatever. You know what I mean? You'd like to see, you'd love to see him go out on. But I, I think again, when you play in that role that he's playing in, where he's playing as as one of the attacking three, mm. you're going to be in and out of games. The trick yeah. for him is that when he, the the bit of the game where he's not influencing, that he's contributing. You know the, the normal stuff, the layoffs, the little passes, mm. the interlinking, and the whole lot, and a little bit that let him down last night was sometimes he was giving the ball away too cheaply. So when when we got it up to him, when it, when things weren't working out right, he'd make the wrong decision or he'd get his pass to get cut out. When you know, just keep it simple and keep picking over, and eventually would make the actual space because that's what Coutinho was very good at. But the other thing which Coutinho has, and Lalana has, and Sterling has, which Jared doesn't have, is the ability to recover when you lose the ball, and I think that's where. You know, the dream is that Jared plays in this attacking midfield the road and he plays like he was ten years ago. Yeah. But he can't do that. So there's still a limitation with him in terms of if he doesn't get the pass right though, he is a little bit laborious on the ball and someone nicks it off him. He he isn't as good at recovering as the other players. Yeah. Now saying that, if he's gonna play anywhere in this team, that's where he plays. Mm-hmm. He should I, never play anywhere. I would have liked I would have liked to see him rotate into the actual central forward position for for spells during that game, and let Sterling just drop a little yeah. and give them give them a new option. It was sort of even the, the goal sort of showed it when when Sterling was able to drop out another say ten fifteen yeah. yards torn and run at them. Going back to the mm-hmm. bit that we're talking about, Markovic. Yeah. All of a sudden, his legs open up, and he's able to just yeah. ghost boy players, and, and and players can't get at him. And you know, we, we, Gerard can play centrally. You know what yeah. I mean? And he yeah. will cause an awful lot of problems there because he's a great finisher. You know, and at times his physical presence as well gives him something that neither, say, Coutinho or Sterling would have in, in, in that tree as well. And it just it just keeps defenders thinking, well, yeah, well yeah. Oh, we've gotten used to doing, oh, hang on, we have to do something different here now with your man because he's, you know, he can actually knock me off the ball and he yeah. can, he, he, I'm not going to be able to get around him and, and, and start to shove him off the actual ball. I've well. always mm-hmm. resisted it as well, the, the suggestion of it, but watching uh, us play a back three, you do wonder, could he play where Jean is playing, Jared? I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I think the, the difference between the two of them is, and it's not youth or anything, I think Jan is a tactically more better, aware player yeah. than Stevie is. And what Stevie does is he turns off to the thing that's going on behind him. And he just wants to move forward. Yeah, whereas yeah. If, if, if you look at Jan, he do, he's, he's, he's constantly aware of, of what's going on. So even if somebody gets past him, he's looking to get in around where the defender's coming out to cover him, to cover the space that's being vacated. I wouldn't mind seeing him get 10, 15 minutes. You know, if we change formation at the end of a game, we all win. I wouldn't mind seeing... 
what do you look like back there against say the bottom eight sides in the league could he play there like you know might, perhaps wouldn't play him there but like that ship is sailed now like he's mm. moving you know what I mean ah, if he yeah, wants it, if we're so. looking at extending his career yeah, at Liverpool yeah, yeah. for another two or three seasons like generally the way a player goes do you know why I'm thinking of it though it's more that if Jean comes out who's going to go in yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through yeah. the list in my head going yeah we'll we get on to that now oh, it's, a, it's, it's, a huge huge it's a huge yeah. dilemma if they lost say Sacco, Lucas to an injury oh, yeah, does Lovren come in or does Gerrard move back and yeah, hold yeah. again well we look, know. we will look in, in detail when we're looking at previews about what, what might happen over the next couple Lucas. of weeks and that'll fold all that in better talk about Lucas uh, we have to talk about Lucas yeah. we have to talk about Lucas because um He's a guy who's gotten more digs than 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 any heavyweight boxer I've ever seen go through a match from Liverpool fans, um, and maybe you could say it's been warranted at times. But Jesus, you know, he is central to us at the moment. Would you say that's that's the case, David? Like, yeah. Like, are we all are we are we in danger of doing that thing that fans do, which is overegging something just because we've had a couple of good good matches, or is he genuinely very very important to us? Well, if I'm racking my brains as to why. It is the case because I do think he still has the problems that we associate with Lucas. Is he's not that mobile. Yeah. He's not great. Like pa- he's not great at attacking passing. But like even last night, there was like a little dinky pass in from the eighteen yard box, and I was like, who was that? Was that?" And I was like, "That's Lucas," and I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But like, what I do think is that the system we have at the moment does just play to the player's strengths, mm. which is that Sacco and Jan step up into midfield and play passes forward. Their direct passes through to lads running on Markovic, whatever. So it means. Lucas doesn't really have to do that now mm-hmm. so he can just sit back and then also we have Coutinho and we have Sterling we have the other lads tracking back which means that the zone he has to police is much smaller as well mm-hmm. yeah. so I think it is a combination of all the players around him make him look a lot better than he is yeah, look, look, but H- he's still H- doing Henderson, his job incredibly. Henderson and, and Coutinho's energy around him are massive massive yeah. part of his sort of renaissance for sure but like I thought he was absolutely solid throughout the game last night and the previous game and actually looked like he had legs going into the end of the game, Andy. Yeah. Would you say that's... Yes, and even his, his pressing late on. Like, people yeah. are saying he loses his legs after 20 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's completely untrue at the moment. He's had a run of games in the team and he's got his fitness back up. He's still well capable. He's 28. He's yeah. not a granddad, like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, like, he, he is he is playing well. And a good point by Dave there because years ago when he was playing like as a defensive midfielder and he was running over helping Johnson out right fall or whoever was playing left full at the time on his moped you know he used to fly over <laughs> yeah, yeah. there in seconds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah now he's got a smaller uh, space to cover smaller but moped but he's got yeah. a scooter now <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like a mall cop on one of them <laughs> just nips over like yeah, yeah. and he gets a little foot in and he's niggly type like you know and uh, there was a couple of occasions where he, he gave a couple of frees away but they were further up the pitch mm. but they were but you couldn't fault them because mm. he just got stuck in like mm. and I mean you win the ball in that area that's when you, the team's going to pounce with, with Coutinho and, and and Sterling especially yeah. and whoever else is pressing on so geez, you can't fault them at the moment Phil Lucas on a segue what do you think? It's the future, isn't it? That'd pay to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, Lucas yeah. on a segue buzzing around the pitch yeah. would be would be tremendous. It would. It'd have to be an off-road segue though. Yeah. You know the ones with the bigger tires. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're on the grass pitch, like what are the, the, the <laughs> one, there'll be tracks all over the pitch. 
although that could be an improvement on Anfield at the moment because everyone seems to be giving out about the state of the surface yeah. well, can I just say like I mean what he did uh, into the crowd against Villa go on talk like, to me about that that's amazing like they're the things I love yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean yeah, yeah. that's amazing uh, I mean, why do you love that just it's just because I like, I like the relationship between the fans and the players and it was good to see I know it's only win against Villa but to see it meaning so much to the players and to see it mean like I know he's like the bollocks out Lambert but he runs into the crowd he's fucking coming in his jocks like, <laughs> he's loving it and he just wants to be with the fans and, and then Lucas instead of celebrating with the players he's too small to jump up so he just runs into the crowd yeah. you know what yeah. I mean and now he's like he's just you know it's up amazing. into uh, cult status level mm-hmm. Igor Bishkan now yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know even with the fans they'll have a song about that yeah, surely you know exactly. what I mean yeah it's one of those moments the, I guess yeah. you know and the face on him and he was sort from <laughs> back and he's just loving it and I'd say he's shitting it but he's just that nah, was good like you know it was good to see yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil do you want to come in and credit to his matters yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah because like you wouldn't of all the players you wouldn't expect him to go bailing into the crowd yeah you know what yeah. I mean? Like you would have expected him to join in with the celebrations, or give it the old arm up and yeah. the whole lot. Well, considering he was very protective of yeah. his relationship with the fans, because yeah. there was that whole thing with, on Twitter where he was meant to DM, yeah, yeah, and all that stuff. But like you know, in fairness to him, and going back, like he's fit in to the way we're playing at the moment. If if we're playing any other shape, he's going to be exposed. Let's be honest about this. Mm. You know what I mean? He doesn't, as I said, he doesn't have to do as much running where he is at this moment in time, and he's able to conserve a bit of energy when he's on the pitch because. Him and Hendo work as a unit. If you go back to when he was playing really well for us in, in, in the first half of Kenny's season and he had even the likes of spearing around him. But again, it was, it was sort of similar that we were playing with a, a slightly higher defensive block. You know, the, 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 we weren't playing with a high line, but you know, he didn't have as much space between the halfway line and the, the, the back four to cover. And that allowed him you know, to, to not have as much work to do. And it, it, it's really about if his, work, if his workload doesn't have to be huge on the pitch, he looks a better player. If his workload is huge when he's on the pitch because the gap between the, the back four and the, the, the three that we're playing in that 4 2 3 one is so big, he just runs out of legs. I know Andy says he doesn't run out of legs. He, he does run out of legs when, when, when he's asked to do a, a bigger job that's actually there. But look... The, and they, but the, the, the two centre-backs, because we've got two centre-backs, we're going, going back to... Because Sacco and Chan come up and don't sit on the 18-yard box and they step up, it's narrowing the space that he's covering all the time and it means that he's playing more around the halfway line. Like Andy says, he's given, when he's giving away his free kicks, he's not giving away around the edge of the 18-yard box now. He's giving them around, you know, the, the day around the halfway line and they, you're not as punishable from that area as you would be if you're giving it around. around like, well, if we were making that argument for, for, for Jared playing well, that everyone else around him is helping them play well, you know, there wouldn't be any of the condescension about it at all. I'm not saying that you are, but there wouldn't be any of this, yeah, he's doing well considering. But, but you see, know? the thing is, the system's king. Yeah. The, the reality is you change that system and play exactly the same 11 and they'll all look poor you play Coutinho on the left wing he's going to look poor you play Sterling on the right wing he's going to look poor play Gerrard and Lucas in a midfield two or Henderson and Lucas in a midfield two with only a back four behind them they're going to look poor put Skirtle back in a back in a two centre back system he's going to look crap Minnelli's going to look crap so the reality is that you have to give the manager it took him too long arguably, when we review the season as a whole, and that might cost us. But you've got to give the manager for credit. Because I said this on, the, on last week's spot, anyone can play, a, not anyone, you can play a back three, but there are ways, as Andy has pointed out, to play a back three that ends up being a back five. He hasn't done that. It is innovative to play mm. Emre Jean yeah. or Glenn Johnson, even though we hate Glenn Johnson, but to try something there on the right side of that defence and say, actually, I want to do something a little bit mm. different. It takes balls when you've got four strikers on at the club and one of them's injured not to play a striker. It takes mm. balls for all of that. 
Yeah, and he solved two problems at once, yeah. which is good. I mean, he's he stopped leaking goals and started to score some exactly. goals all at once. You've got because to give him credit yeah. stop leaking goals for us, maybe, and yeah. then start scoring goals. And but it's just it's, it happens simultaneously. Like yeah. you have to give him credit. And you, let's just finish this whole, uh, review of, of the thing out with, with a, a look at the very uh, top end of the pitch and uh, Raheem Sterling after coming back um, and looking a little bit, uh, let's say, a little bit off the pace. Uh, against Villa um, really did the business um, for us when we needed him to last night yeah last night he was, he was brilliant Like he, he plays that role very well although I am looking forward to seeing how devastating him and Sturridge can be as a combo like a Sturridge ahead of him and him just drop back in behind with say Coutinho I think they can be unbelievable but he's been asked to do that job and he, he gave them a he gave them a terrible time last night and he was, he was at his best and I mean his goal it was just, it was just unbelievable. They, were, yeah. they frightened the life out of Kyle. It was the type of uh, sp- st- um, kind of track, tracking back away from the player that Suarez used to get all the time because mm. he just he was playing him onto his onto his left foot first of all, and then he went shit. Yeah, and he gave him so much space to shoot. Um, yeah. But that's that's the type of um, fear that a player like Sterling puts into it into a, um, a defender so now he, he was class it's a nice combination David isn't it to see the, to see the pace followed by that finish on his apparently weaker foot it's yeah, great it's, no, great it's brilliant um, but I do think he's curtains are going to learn so I'm interested to see what happens when Sturridge comes back because I do think Sterling's only kind of getting into the false nine kind of role Yeah, he's only kind of figuring it out now but because um, like I think it's, it is a, to sort of find a role it's quite difficult to learn but like I don't know I was, what I was looking I was, last night what I was looking at what I was thinking was flashbacks to the 2010 when uh, Guardiola's Barcelona trashed Mourinho's Real Madrid at 5-0. Yeah. And that was when he switched Messi into the false nine. And I think there is, against Mourinho teams, there's a lot of space that you can exploit if you can get the, your midfield to drop back and force the defensive midfielders up. And if that forces them out of their low block that they're really comfortable in, and there is space in between the lines, which we didn't have last year when we were playing against Chelsea, and they just sat back. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really have that same kind of threat. Whereas I think... Sterling did very well, especially to split the two centre of midfielders and then to run in between the lads. Like when you're running onto them, I don't think I think like Terry is very immobile. Like we're talking about immobile players, Terry is very immobile, mm. and him and Cahill look very good because they do have two excellent defensive midfielders in front of them. But I think if you can take that coverage away from them and then run at them, I do think like Sterling did a great job to make them shit their pants. Like it was great. Yeah, but it, the ball came very quick from from the back four. Yeah. or the back three or whatever it came up quick when when you have possession football there's no breaking Chelsea down because they don't there is no space in between them lines you can't yeah. get in so the very one time was the ball was played forward quick and they just went ready Yeah, they were just caught cold whereas if you bring the ball forward it's impossible I think when Sturridge comes back I think he might slightly tweak it and play more rather than two behind the one he oh, might play Coutinho behind the two yeah. and yeah. have you know Sterling Kind of coming back and forth into but the striking But the trade like, like even the way they're playing at the moment, like when Sterling vacates that area, you know, it's it's just a busy front three. Yeah, no matter really who's is, in, yeah. even when Brainy played, in it, it's a busy front three. They're gonna just they just they have to they're giving the uh, the, the opposition defence something to think about. Yeah. Whereas before, when we had Lambert up top or uh, a Balotelli. It was just it was so easy. Right, let's let let us let us let's do that then. Let's look forward and let's look at what the shape of things going to be in the in the weeks to come. Um, but before we do, we have to mention that 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 review there featured both religion and recent football history by David Harper. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking impressive debut. Right? Um, what's the thought process, fellas, about the game coming up? The two games coming up as regards selection and prioritizing one versus the other. Tuesday versus the second leg. You know the the whole thing about do you, do you save Gerard for the 
for the semi-final. What's the thought process in terms of... We had this exact conversation in the last pod because we had mm. two games coming up. Phil, what do you think in terms of prioritisation or is it... Oh. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Because, you know, Bolton are, are what division well. Championship. Championship. championship, yeah, whatever. Right? Division championship, <laughs> division championship, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't think we should be feared in Bolton. To be totally honest with you, I think we, you know, we've we've got enough players that we can we can we can change players around, give players a run out in this game, and then have have what he considers to be his best eleven because to go down and play Chelsea because then there's there's enough of a gap to the weekend match against West Ham. So you, as well. you you would shake it up and you, well, yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely because again going back, it's a cup game. Right, mm. um, we're at home. It's Bolton. Right now, the likes of Spearing and Heskey are going to be well up for this game yeah. because obviously they're coming back to Anfield, mm. and it's, you know, a chance to remind Liverpool fans how good they were. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, I, I just think there's a, there's an opportunity to, to to move things around. You know, give uh, I don't know is Alan close to fitness? I don't know. Alan's the only one I don't know. Yeah, there's been nothing. Really there's been nothing really said about him. But like he's had Jordan Williams on the bench, and he's also had Jordan Roster on the bench. And yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing one of them come into the midfield and give Lucas a rest because if you look, Lucas has actually done the whole Christmas. Oh, Joe made the bench as well, didn't he recently? Yeah. So. And, you know, and, and but just I wouldn't mind seeing him get a, get a rest, even if you want to have him on the bench or something if, in case you need him. But like, yeah. because again, as I, what Andy says, he's 28. No, he's you know he's already suffered. Like we've seen that he he isn't the most mobile player. If you fatigue him more. You're going to run into issues. You could potentially have more injuries, and he's he's integral to the system we have because unless you're going to play Chan there, and then you open up, what are you going to do with the back? And you're making two or three changes when in fact you only need to make one. Mm. You know, I definitely bring. Um, I definitely see like to see Roster or Williams get a game in the midfield alongside Henderson because Henderson's a machine, so you don't need to worry about taking him out or, or, or resting him. Um, and then up top, like you, you give. I'd like to see again moving around. Maybe give the likes of Ojo a chance. Maybe you know, even if Balotelli has got over his chest infection, give him a game. Yeah. You know, I think it'd be Barini. You know, if if it's Barini, it's Barini. But yeah, yeah, change it around. You know, Sterling's had had, had a break. There's no harm in, in giving and maybe getting keep Sterling in. in but with the, the clear, the, but with the clear priority being a semi final, given the fact that well, we're that far advanced. Well, look, the, the, the thing. <laughs> You know, we should be able to beat Bolton, and that's not being disrespectful to Bolton. Even if I'm not saying, even if you don't put out a team of kids and you put out a team of your reserve players, our reserve team should be good enough to beat Bolton's force team. And I don't like that's 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 that goes without saying. We're, we're, we're a Premiership team with with, with aims on being in the Champions League places. Our, our, our reserve team should be that good. That's not really a reserve team either, like cause no, but, and like, there's, the, there's a good six there. Exactly. That exactly. Come in and, and but I think you can do a rotation without meaning the team's going to be cat like. Yeah, like I think Milana yeah. should play because he needs game yeah. time after yeah, the injury. Yeah. And he's probably at this point in the time as good in Ger- as Gerard is in that role. Yeah. So if he swapped in for Gerard, it'd be fine with that. Like Mankio yeah. could come in for Markovic, give Markovic a bit of rest, so he's only twenty look. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. So like you can make changes to the team without absolutely ruining everything. I changed, I definitely, I changed the whole. I keep the system, but I changed the whole thing. Yeah. Mm. I keep three players: Minnelli, Skirtle, and Henderson will be the only three. So ter- terrifyingly, no, you're introducing Lovren to this and Glenn Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Well, well they're going to play the same team next week as they did last night. It's next Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So they're playing on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So still a good day, few days. Or no, it's like next Tuesday. I think. Tuesday. Yeah. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. 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 It's next Tuesday and Saturday five thirty kickoff. So. so what about uh, sports Sheffield are playing on the Wednesday? Oh, so Wednesday. they get to play on Wednesday boat. Yeah. On Tuesday boat and they play on the Wednesday boat. Yeah. It's normally switched around, isn't it? No, it's yeah. Champions League. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not the extra I mean, days recovered. But I think the same team plays next when, uh, Tuesday, and yeah. he'll make whatever change he can possibly make without weakening the team too much. Mm. Because it's not about the semi-final 
or the FA Cup. It's about Bolton or Chelsea. It's yeah. about what's a good, you know, if we were playing Chelsea in the FA Cup tomorrow and Bolton in the semi-final, I'd be advocating playing our strongest side against Chelsea and then mixing it up against Bolton because we should have enough to beat them. Well, let me ask you something based on what Andy said. If we are going to play this team, and most of us seem to be nodding our heads in agreement there, is that our best current eleven? The team that played the team last that night. played last night. Uh, with storage fit. With, with storage, storage, fit. storage in for Gerard. Storage in for Gerard. Is that what you do? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just curious. And I personally, well, I, I'm gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I there was a point where I was like, I'd probably play Alan instead of Lucas, yeah. but yeah. the way that he's played, I mean, it's tough to drop him. It's merit. It's merit. He, yeah. He's in there, merit. Exactly. If you go back yeah. to, to, to your best eleven, our best eleven would change around over the course of the season because the way for players are go up and down in form, mm-hmm. and there isn't yeah. much between their actual levels between them, right? Yeah. So you're, you're basing it on form. So in in that instance, it's Lucas has the jersey. It's now up to him to keep the performance yeah. levels to make to yes. retain his on drop. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think it's hard to pick a Liverpool strongest eleven. We're only having this discussion there. I think with Chelsea you pick that strongest eleven mm. quite easily. With with Liverpool just sort of like fourteen, fifteen players and you yeah. might change your mind on a kind of a yeah. basis of we're going I mean, with Chelsea you, you know, Chelsie's never imagine Lucas was in a strong no. like I wouldn't have said that before Christmas. No. But it's just he's proven himself. He again. is now, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I'm I'm kind of wary, uh, given the division championship comment, to ask too much about Bolton as a as a, a crowd that we're we're up against. Um, well, I did a bit of research, Trev. Would you would you I help us out? Bit there? Of would you help us out? So now? they are uh, they play is at the Reebok Stadium. <laughs> they are managed by Neil Lennon, <laughs> who used to be a professional footballer who played for Leicester. Thank and you. This is great. He was a Gold. manager in Scotland at some club, mm-hmm. um, and he did pretty well. No, they uh, they've actually turned around a bit of form since Lennon took him over. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've won four out of their last six. Mm-hmm. Uh, With they, Big Emil doing the business. Well, I, I think that he made a big splash in his first game, but yeah. I think actually they're very, very solid defensively. They're going to be tough, you know, tough and dogged, and we're going to have to work really hard against them. And look, it's not a walk in the park. And, and if we didn't have the semi-final, like if we had a week off after the cup game, I'd be saying play your strongest, play your strongest side here. But you know, is, is Bogdan McShane still in goal for them? No. Bogdan McShane. A <laughs> man who looks like Bob McShane, the goalkeeper. <laughs> Big, like, as ginger goalkeepers go, I think he's very good. <laughs> Adam Bogdan, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jay Spearing, club captain there, am I making Jay that up? Jay Spearing is club yeah, captain, yeah. 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 Uh, look, uh, so basically we seem to be all come to the same conclusion that, 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 that Tuesday is a priority and that we feel some sort of a, of a, of a, of a lesser or a... a, a you know, more of more of the reserves on I, Saturday. I don't, but I don't think it's a it's a case. It's 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 back to what we said. It's not a pro, it's not prioritising. It's we have enough. It is though. It's not. We have. We should have enough in the players that we have to allow us to change the team around on Saturday to keep the team that you want to play on Tuesday, the first eleven that you want to pick on Tuesday fresh for Tuesday. Oh, we'll put it put it this way then. Say that say the thing was reversed and then for some strange reason the football universe got fucked up and we had to play the the semi final first. Then that, that you played a good team against Chelsea because yeah. you don't need to play the good team. Yeah. The good team that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. That's 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 all the ceiling point I was making about priorities. If you put the, your 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 best side, you save yeah. it for that. I, I would have thought so anyway. Um, what you've you've mentioned a few people have mentioned a few names that Lightsey introduced. You mentioned um, uh, Rossiter, uh, Phil, or Williams, or or Williams, or any of the Jordans, or any of the Jordans, um, <laughs> Eddie Jordan. Uh, yeah. We are we are getting to to a stage where we could potentially have a team of Jordans. We have four, haven't we? We have yeah, four, I think. Williams, Rossiter, Oib and Henderson, and Henderson, or Oibe, or Oibe. I think it's Oibe. Oibe. I think we go. Is, with it, is Oibe. it back to Oibe now? Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I yeah. definitely think he's on a wind up. As to what is, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
It was like, yeah, it's Ivy, yeah. Oh, okay, Mr. Ivy. <laughs> no, it's Ibe. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Ivy. Yeah, he's probably got us going there. Um, actually, there's a man that should play in that game. No, he's ineligible. He's ineligible. He's cup tied. Ah, good course. research. Yeah. Of course. Is that, Good you can, research. You can stick that into your next article. Unfortunately, Jordan, I, 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 I can't play because he's ineligible. Yeah, thanks for that. This is wonderful. Yeah. Which is a shame, actually, because I think that it would have been nice to see him yeah. playing. Uh, in that attacking midfield role, I think it would have been good. It would, to see have, been, it would have been nice. Uh, Andy, just to, to 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 kind of put a little bit of a finish on this on the on the initial chat on this, the two a couple of lads have mentioned the system should stay the same. Do you think, irrespective yeah, yeah. of the personnel that came in? Yeah, yeah. Just keep just keep it current, like you know. Yeah. Keep the players familiar. And, and how happy are you about the Dave's idea of a battery, which probably will f- will feature um, the two unmentionables? I mean, what what happens there? Do you, do you think? Um, <laughs> As in Lovren. As in Lovren and Johnson. <laughs> well, Johnson probably goes and plays on that right wing back. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, right wing back, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you don't see him coming in the back three. No, because this. No, no, he wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine so because. <laughs> he started there against United. Yeah. yeah I yeah. think he will. That's what I play him. Yeah. I think, I think he will too. I would really you trust him to track back in the no. wing back row? I think if he are. Glenn Johnson's a championship <laughs> player. He's playing against the championship side. Just think about all those runs that Markovic was making back to cover back, even against Costa and all last night. No, look, would Glenson ever do no, that? Lovren no, would do that, but he'd, he'd offer a little bit of back three ever. Just mockly. But in the next seven games, right? This would be the one I would be least upset to lose. So that's my rationale. That I I think this is the one where you have to give the players a break. You have to rest players. We tour is at the African Cup of Nations. So if you're playing a back three, who's playing? Mm. Imagine Emery Jan plays and he gets injured. Yeah, no, it has to be the you players you're mean? talking about if they're fit. I'd rather it was Glenn yeah. Johnson and he got injured. <laughs> 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 that's true. true. <laughs> well, it's hard to beat that rationale, in fairness. Yeah. Yeah, Emil Heskey uh, might do us a favour. It's a touch you know. harsh, perhaps. <laughs> but, um. The thing is, though, I think that if you put in Jan and Sacco and put Lavern in between them, I think it'd actually be all right. Like, same way as they kind of mind Skirtle. Yeah, I think I agree. They could yeah. kind of just kind of get him through the game. He might get a bit of confidence out of it. Like, yeah. Like, it's, I suppose it is a bit but risky. But it's a risk, isn't yeah, it, playing those guys? I think it's risky with Sacco because he has a poor injury. I think he's missed 30 games through injury since he mm. signed for us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's nearly a whole season of the game. Did you see Emily Chance? Yeah, fifty-five yard cross field on the deck, the team splitting pass. Oh, it was like it was like yeah. it was like Moses separating the Red Sea. Mm. It was that good of a pass. I was yeah. just like, is that going to play? Oh my god! Yeah. It's just gone straight through. Do you know what it was? Sumptuous, <laughs> delectable. Yeah. It was. I just knew your hands yeah. were disappearing down in front of your trousers. Yeah. Oh, he has that ability to get the fizz the ball. Like it's gone across the pitch at pace, so it doesn't. You know where. These looping balls, like yeah. 40, 50 yards, they normally give a defender a chance to get under them. But this thing was on the deck. Yeah, it was. It was like yeah. it was on the deck. Yeah. You know, normally when it's across the ball, yeah. it's like, and you're just looking at him. Ba- back in the 80s, they call it an exoset. That's what they call it. Yeah. Mm. Not to go back on Dejan, but the other thing which I thought was no, let's really go back impressive on <laughs> is, you know the way sometimes, and I'm not, not necessarily comparing the two players, but when uh, Yaya Torre gets the ball and runs 50 yards and just nobody Sorry, can yeah. get yeah. the ball off yeah. him. Mm. Jan's got a bit of that. Yeah. Right, he does. When he starts motoring, nobody yeah. can get the ball off. Would well, well, he be like that when he loses that bit of timber? <laughs> <laughs> you love that shirt. Harry and Two Stone. Yeah. Two Stone yeah. he is. But, come here, that, but that's the other thing. He becomes an auxiliary midfielder. When he's on the ball and, yeah. and he yeah. picks it up there, he actually becomes an auxiliary He steps yeah. into midfield and it isn't just that he's stepping in to look to give a pass. If he sees a gap, He's yeah. going and he doesn't mind turning up to the, to yeah, the edge yeah. of the 18-yard box. There's no harm, like when you have three back there, there's no harm sacrificing one of them getting forward, especially when he's such ability. Yeah. Oh, it's never got a penalty we, either, by the way. 
What? I didn't think the uh, I didn't think it was a penalty. I think it was. Okay, yeah. he played, he played, he played well throughout the game, but that was horrific. Soft. No, it was horrific. Is that, is, very is, soft. Is your, man, is your man Atkinson referring to the game on fucking Tuesday? Again? I just sweet Jesus, he's a mongo. He's shocking. Oh, like, a, a penalty aside, he's shocking. Oh, oh just yeah. Terry doing the walls of Jericho on. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. And he's, look, he's looking at him. Nope, no play right. No, yeah. no, you're allowed to lie on the player, hold him by the legs yeah. as he's trying to get up, yeah. and he's like there going. Yeah, it's no, the Courtois one which I thought was yeah. the easiest one for him to yeah, call I just yeah. didn't understand how the he didn't call can't. it <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible for him not to handle it when he's you know. sliding out with the ball and he's outside know. the box and his arms are around yeah. the ball yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's either brought he's either not got the ball in which case he's brought Sterling down right yeah. which is a free kick or he's handled either way I yeah. don't understand yeah, how yeah. you don't no, he's just he's just very poor consistently poor throughout that game oh, he's fucking abysmal yeah and they started with a bad penalty decision so yeah. right let's get out of this before it gets even more uh, grinchy and get some predictions um, David you're, you're you're starting today so we'll get we'll start with you can you we start with the, the first game which is the Bolton match the FA Cup game um, how do you see that going oh, I think it depends who's playing up front I think if Barini's up front, 1-0. Sterling's up front, 3-0. Okay, but either way, you see a Liverpool win. That's mm-hmm. nice. Um, Dave? That is bold. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think we'll draw 1-1 and they'll get a replay. A replay. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, Andy, how do you see that one going, the Bolton game? Yeah, I, I don't see a whole lot of changes. Maybe four changes. I think you see another decent Liverpool performance. Um, get an early goal. I think they can pretty much run right. Because they're, they're playing, they're on form. So, get an early goal and win three 0 Yeah. Okay. I I think I think the perform that word you've mentioned. I think performance is everything. I think we need to continue playing good football. Yeah. I really couldn't give a shot if we go out playing really yeah. well. With I, a lot of I good think lads. at the moment the the team are looking forward to going into games. Yeah. They be looking forward to Saturday. They be looking forward to playing against a weaker team now and and trying to shut their stuff. Yeah, and if we if they do, you reckon it? Oh, yeah, significant yeah. Way. yeah. I mean, that's even Barini. Like a Barini, fucking should be out to have no problem scoring against Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You hate Barini. It's it's crazy how much he's you hate the worst Barini. player at the club. He's not. He's the worst player. Anyway, at the club. anyway <laughs> Phil, he's joint worst player at the club. With Nicky <laughs> Phil, Phil, your your prediction for the Bolton match? Yeah, I think we should win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, genuinely, look again. I think, uh, and even for the players coming in, I think. And credit again to Rogers on this one. He took he took Gerard off last night when he could have, when normally he would have left him on for the full ninety that was there, right? Yeah. Now whether that's to rest him or whatever for the weekend, I don't know, right? But what it does say to the players who are looking to get back in the team that you know I'm going to start playing the players that I think is going to get the result here. And there's if you no get sacred a, horses, there's no sacred horses no indeed. Sacred horses. And if if you get a chance to get in the team, you have to perform now to stay in the team yeah. because I know what, I know what my best team is now. You have to change my yeah. mind to what my best team is because he could have had Lovren on the bench in the last two games and he hasn't. So like Andy, Andy, you think that mentality is going to drive drive us to a well, victory? Well, if 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 if, if as a, going back to it, if we want to get top four, and we want to do well for the rest of the season. That's the mentality that he has to adopt as a manager, and I think he, I think he's realised that. In fairness, I think he has realised it, and I think the the most, as I said, the most encouraging sign was the substitution of Gerard, yeah. because that doesn't happen over the last two and a half years. Yeah, fair, uh, David. David, let's go to the the second match of the two, which is the second leg of the semi final. Um, do you see? Let's make it simple. Do you see Liverpool going through? Yeah, no, I think I think we actually do have a chance of getting through. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think that it doesn't suit Chelsea that they drew yesterday. I think they're going to have to come out now, and I don't think they're actually particularly great. Because because uh, the one one only does after extra time, isn't that right? The yeah, away the away goal only counts after extra time. It's okay. Not be yeah, I don't think it's going to be nil nil, but I think they'll come on to us. I think. Yeah. I think I think it'll be like a two one or like 
a mental 3-2 like the Man City game last year something okay. like that like. So you, you think it works for us in, in yeah. our favour the fact that they have to go out uh, Andy how do you see that game go? I see another 1-1 uh, I think this time we'll score first and they might get one back right, so pe- a bit like that Pens you think? Uh It'll just go either way in extra time. Yeah. Just, you know, it just, yeah. But, so one, but that's one, on Massey Andy, give me a prediction. I, I, one, one. <laughs> <laughs> one, one after night, you don't do fucking. <laughs> I'm not even watching the what extra time. What do I look like? I'm ready to get them where I'm Yeah, I'll be, yeah, my heart's saying that. We go Liverpool through. go through after one, one after 90 minutes and then see what happens. Brilliant. Dave Thomas, do we go through? <clears throat> no. I th- I've had this thing in my head about. <coughs> Heroic draw followed by heroic f- defeat, and I just got a funny feeling we're going to put in a really good performance in Stamford Bridge, and something's going to happen. They're just going to nick it, though. It's going to be a dodgy penalty like last night that was oh. never a penalty. <laughs> oh, it's going to be it's going to be something, and we, we're going to feel aggrieved about it, but we're going to be happy with the performance. And I just think uh, they're a very, very good side. And the question you've got to come back to is: Are they are they going to play like that again? Is Mourinho is Mourinho going to let them give the ball away as much as they did last night? You know, be as mm. be pulled about as much as they did last night. Are we going to surprise them like again, like we did last night? And I, I think you're saying no. Me. I don't think they're. Gonna, I, don't, okay. I don't think Liverpool yeah. will go through. It puts honest. us in a tricky position because yeah. Brendan Rodgers has to go and do the exact same thing yeah. as he did last night. Whereas Mourinho would have identified a couple of areas where, as you say, yeah. can't let that happen again. Yeah. But on the penalty, actually, Hazard's missing his next penalty. You think? <laughs> Absolutely. Because right. there's got so much coverage now. The whole world has watched. Oh, yeah, look, he, he doesn't even look at the ball when he's striking it. So the keeper's just going to stand up now. I love I love when you commit stuff like it, this. It's, it's yeah. eminently savable, that penalty last night, if he goes the right way, because it's yeah. not it's not in the corners, whatever, like that. Hmm. If, well, if, what if, what if a risky like, technique is still there. Huh? What a risky. Well, well, Balotelli does the same thing. He watches the. And, but the, the one thing that Balotelli does is if the goalkeeper stands up, you know, and, and doesn't dive. Yeah. He then just blends it into the bottom corner. Yeah, he that's, yeah, yeah, he blends it. Well, Balotelli always, Balotelli to be fair, always hits the corner. Whereas yeah. Hazard doesn't. He puts yeah. it kind of more or less mm. in the middle, either to the left or the right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I look. I hope I'm wrong. Obviously, I hope that we go through. It'd be great to go through. I think if we get to Wembley, we win it. But Chelsea are a very, very good side. Right, Phil finishes out. last night in the in the in the in the post match. Um, Jose Mourinho mentioned. The words Stamford Bridge approximately seven thousand and four times um, in the post match. Uh, yeah, I think he might have been emphasising the fact that they were at home and they might have the advantage and all that kind of psychological crap. Uh, I think that might be the difference for them. What do you think? Look, the odds are against us, right? Reminds me a lot of the the semi final, the last semi final of the Champions League we played against them. I think it was it was oh eight oh nine. When we went close to winning the league that year, and it was just a mental tie in, in Stamford Bridge. Remember Alonso scores early in the fucking game, and it was just like it was Jesus, we can do this. This was after Reese had scored the og right at the death in in Anfield, and it was yeah. a one all, and it went down there, and it just the game just went mad, went absolutely mad. And then any time we've played a Mourinho side, Mourinho Chelsea side in in an extra time, they've tend to get the upper hand. Like if you go back to Rafa's fourth season. The, we were it was a draw after ninety minutes and then they won in extra time I think they finished up four two in the actual in the League Cup final itself. So it's it's got all the hallmarks if if you know if if we if 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 it's a draw after ninety minutes that you're gonna have another one of these mad Liverpool Chelsea semi final um second leg toys. But I don't know. Um it depends on where Mourinho sees his priorities on come Tuesday. Mm. You know, he's probably thinking, well you know what, a draw here, a nil all draw 
takes us through to the final. And he is that calculating in terms of the way he, he looks at games, that he would be as happy to play for a nil-all draw and take it right the way through to the end of extra time at nil-all and go through on, on the scaldiest of, of ways to go through. Because to him, that would be a victory in his head for the ghost goal in, in, in 04 yeah. 05. I mean, the wild card is if Sturridge is fit. Yeah. That's the thing. If we, we go into the game with Sturridge, even if Sturridge is on the bench, I think psychologically that's a big thing. And I think that might then give us a bit of an edge. Um, but I, I don't know what other The only thing is that if we, if we can somehow, going back to Andy's, if we can somehow manage, if they score first, right, we're not winning it. Yeah. And I mean, and the only reason we're not winning it is because even if we get it back to one all, I still think they do us an extra time in, in yeah. that way. If we score first, it changes the whole complexion of that game because they can no longer just sit back and defend. They have to come at us. And in, even in the system, the one thing that this system has done for us is that we can be very good attacking-wise in possession, as we have been against the shy teams, right? But we've shown that we can actually as well be very effective on the counter-attack because we have enough bodies around yeah. that break, like the likes of Coutinho, the likes of Sterling when they, when they drop in deep and we go to counter-attack. And even Chan seems to bomb forward when we're on a, on a counter-attack to get up with them as well. <laughs> so, you know, we've got a, there's, there's armament in there because we have got pace and mobility in the side in the way that we're playing at the yeah. moment. Yeah, I wouldn't want Andy to start crying if it happens, but you can see Jared putting a free kick in the top corner. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to see moments like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Getting back to Mourinho, he's... He's fucking mad to manage Liverpool, you know. That? He fucking loves that. He's <laughs> he mad yeah, to fucking manage Liverpool in the ground like that yeah. with the fans because he's nothing but having pops and pops at like Chelsea. Chelsea. Well, every club he's managed, yeah. the, the fans have hated it. Probably. Yeah. Chelsea fans love him, yeah. but they're all yeah. He winds quiet. them up. I think he just it's just his day. The gas thing is, if he was a Liverpool manager, right? The Liverpool fans would actually love him. Of course. No, I'd hate him. No, you, you, you hate him now because of everything that's gone on, right? Had he taken over instead of Rafa at the time, the way he carries on, the way the way the, the, the way he would be, I think he would have been one of those cult heroes that you, that you have. Yeah, you'd have easy bollocks, he'd but he's out He'd buy into the whole fucking oh. Anfield thing. He'd be, up, he'd be up around the cop every other yeah. week, you know Running, I mean? celebrating to it all the yeah, time. Giving, yeah. it the, giving it the fucking large. And you don't right think, right? if you, th- like, consider how the fan base have, has reacted to the way the fans celebrated, with, with the way the team running to the, the fans and them celebrating. Yeah. If Mourinho was sprinting the line at fucking big games and giving it yeah. the, the drop of the knees and he was the manager of Liverpool to the cup, you yeah. don't think there would be fucking vines and fucking yeah. videos yeah. and everything like that. Like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't actually write that off happening eventually. Yeah. I mean, like Mourinho's went and managed every club with money. Hmm. You know what I mean? Where where Where's the next place for him to go? I, I wouldn't write that. What's the, point? what's the point though just win the fucking French League grand yeah well, well I think that's, that's I, th- I, mean, I think the Phil secretly like that but yeah, but falling out with the Chelsea fans who were kind of his first love well after Porto like you know what I mean mm-hmm. and, and him, having pops at them like I mean I always imagine, imagined Stamford Bridge is a difficult place to go to they'll get their A4 pages out soon <laughs> <laughs> no no they, they, have their, they have their iPads I have to say though I was oh, yeah. disappointed to see a bed sheet on the, on the cop about Stevie Saying all the best, there was there was a so oh, get, yeah, get yeah. Jared to Wembley, get yeah, Jared yeah, yeah. on a bench. Yeah, it was a bit, yeah, yeah. Was a bit like, of an embarrassing one. You know the, the the lads of Copway tickets did the the big banner. You know the one the best yeah. there was, the best there was. Yeah. You know yeah, the, the Bret Hart one. Yeah. What that, a flag I did share share it there. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I know it's it's, like that, it's that, fucking that's a Liverpool uh, banner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's fucking lovely. Now, now. But I tell you something on Mourinho. If Rogers had said about Anfield what Mourinho said about Stamford Bridge, everyone would be slaughtering him. Everyone would be going fucking ballistic if yeah, he turned around he and would. said, he "But he wouldn't say it." No, but I mean, and I t- actually, I think uh, if a Liverpool manager says something about a song, the Liverpool fans would actually take heed. Yeah, 
they completely blanked it and sang that yeah. song 90 times. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And now he's at war with them. And this yeah. is, this, yeah, this is their cult like This whole thing yeah. about We need the, a song for Emery, though, don't we? This is like. Song for Emery. Song for Emery. I, think, thing we should, I, I think we should use the Stingray song. Emery, 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 Emery. I think 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 Emery. The fake noise pumped up, <laughs> turned up, yeah. pumped yeah. up. Yeah. Gold music, surround sound, <laughs> <laughs> fake noise. Oh, you know, can you imagine the, a, a end of Arsenal's like, wall when they were rebuilding Highbury that time yeah, to yeah, paint yeah, on the yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Gareth Hasseroy would be like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> and all the all the pensioners giving it loads and then that is. Please let us end with that. Sponsored by Tima. <laughs> yeah, that's that. We're finished. Jesus. <laughs> I am Lou Schwari. You are listening to Trippers Chat. <laughs> with Trev. Okay, good to go. Yeah. Right, let's have a look at some of the things that have come in from listeners' suggestions for some topics for us to talk about. The first one's from Johnny, and uh, Johnny is coming over to Dublin at the weekend, and he's wondering, would anyone have any Are you bringing him out? I, I'm probably going to meet Johnny for, for a pint, ironically, because he wants to do something that isn't going on the lash. So, what would that you bring him be? out for a pint, but you're not going to the lash? Well, no, yeah, it's just a single pint. Phil. It's a mythical one Well, point. if you bring him for one yeah. point, bring him to the Guinness Storehouse, because you get a freebie. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, okay. And you get up and you see the bar that has the ghost and the things. It and goes the around and, and all and anyways. And has the windows. It has and the windows. And you can look out and the views. over the Dublin and you can see the views of the Dublin. The views of the Dublin. And then when you're finished there, head over to Smithfield and go up the tower in Smithfield and. <laughs> you're doing a lot of climbing here. <laughs> <laughs> you, can get the, you can get the dart all over the shop. The dart stops in some lovely places. Where are you going? Colony Dock, and then you can go all the way to Holt. If you take them out to Holt of a Sunday, they do the all the farmers markets and all are out there on on the actual dock, and the 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 dart leaves you there at the dock, and you just have to walk out. And actually, you can get a boat back. You can get a boat from Holt back into somewhere. Tell him to ride. Uh, tell him to ride the uh, Red Line Lewis for the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good day out. <laughs> you definitely get a proper Dublin experience there. Yeah, you'd see many things on the Red Line Lewis. You would. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll get the dart. Get the dart. Yeah. Just get the dart. But yeah. don't go as far as Bray. Love <laughs> <laughs> to see out there. That's <laughs> uh, so our three Bray listeners. If you've gone to Bray, you've gone too far. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not Dublin. That's Wicklow. That is yeah, really close, yeah. So you've that gone is. past them. Yeah. But yeah, the dart's a good show. The dart. And uh, as we said, go, the bring dart. them up the, up the Star House and then go over and up the Tower in Smithfield and around the Bushmills. Bush is it Bushmills that's over there? The, the, the Jameson's over Jameson's there. Jameson over there, yeah. 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 Time to go to Kilmainham then, run the corner. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Kilmainham Oh, look at the culture heaven. Show them where the English shot all the lads from the 1916 Rising. In the chair. <laughs> the chair, yeah, the chair, because they stuck. It wasn't it James Connolly stuck in the chair because he couldn't stand up oh, and the shot geez, in the head. Here we go. It's a really, it's a cheery place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a court. There's a, there's a working court beside it, so you can see all the lads going in the little court there as well. Deadly, yeah, deadly. Oh, they have any gardens? Lovely, yeah. <laughs> and ain't copper face jacks. And across the road, you've got the, the Royal Hospital in Kilmainham that holds the is it the Mo- Museum of Modern Art? That's in there as well. 
And then when you come back out, if you go back across the uh, past Houston Station, you've got the Transport Museum, which is up in the old barracks that's there as well. I think yeah. it's Collins Barracks that's there. Mm. And then that brings you back. Then then you can walk down to Smithfield from there and head up the tower. The but if you really want to you do something really great in Dublin, you should go to Houston Station, get on a train and go to Galway. That's what you should do. That's Not lovely. Galway. That's lovely. Galway's mm. epic. What about, uh, he just looks at the In Dublin magazine or on the website. Mm. And pick something out because there's always something happening. Because geez, we've taken this really seriously. This is is, is proper tourist advice. But being from Dublin, you don't do all the great things about Dublin. You just drink, like (laughs) (laughs) you know. But there is is some great. There's those uh, medieval tours now, isn't there? In in Christchurch and that, and then there's the the Wally fucking um, the Viking thing. The Wally Viking. You get the show with the public. It's brilliant because they they drive along right, and everyone's like shh shh shh, and they just pull up behind someone, and then they go. The Viking splash, and you get a Viking helmet off of that yeah, you can yeah. wear for the rest of the day because yeah. you, you're not drinking. How many days are you coming that's for? That's what it's true. He's says, not even coming. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, let's but move. There's some great like drinking boys. There's some good, good yeah, but he doesn't, to go. want, he doesn't want to go. Does he not drink? No. He does, yeah, but he doesn't want to go drinking. So that's, At all. that's why he's, he's only saying that to Trev, not that. So, <laughs> so he doesn't have to meet Trev. He's, trying, yeah. he's basically trying to avoid me, is what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, right, let's go on to the next one here. Uh, this is from AJM. Um, David, I'm going to throw this at you straight away. Cup of soups, good or shit? I like a cup of soups. You like a cup yeah. of soup? What flavour would you go for? Just kind of tomato based one, yeah. Tomato based. Any other cup of soup fans in the room? Piss. <laughs> yeah. Well, you like piss flavor, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Jeez, not for you. No it's, it's up there with Bobber, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, it's the like old... the idea of a powder. Look, if you're an astronaut in space, I can accept a cup of soup. Mm. Yeah. Well, that'd be even awkward because how are you going to get the? How would you drink a cup of soup in space? Well, you'd have to. Yeah, you haven't thought that. You should be drinking soup anyway. I have to go. Should be there. Why shouldn't you be drinking soup? Definitely soup with a spoon. Eating soup with a spoon. Soup should be drinking. It's like drinking. I had a lovely soup of gravy there the other day. You're not having it. No, you don't drink soup. Drink soup is a kind of a semi meal or a starter. You don't drink it. Meat based drink. If you're drinking, yeah. If it's in a cup, you're doing yeah. it wrong. If there's a nuclear holocaust and there's a choice between that and a radioactive rat, then you'd have the cup of soup. Yeah. Just about. But it'd just about boil down to that. Yeah. That's that's about it. Uh, Lucy's wondering who's got the best hair in the Premiership or Premier League. Emery Jan. Is it? We don't do that there. Subject. Yeah, but we like doing it because we, we like can say Emery Jan again. <laughs> is there any, any, any rival no, to Emery's no throne? Olivier Giroud is... Brad Jones. He's a pretty impressive specimen. It's all about the quips. It's all about the Yeah, Brad Jones here. Because you robbed that off your man from Lazy Town. He did shit. Your man from Lazy Town. What about Sergio Aguero's kind of pull across? Yeah, yeah, I'm well impressed with that now. That's. You'd have to be a South American Premier League footballer to pull that off, though. Yeah. Gerard deserves a bit of praise here. Like, he's kept that haircut the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. So he looks like a Lego man. Yeah, consistency. It's, it's well, like he's, he's actually got the lowest hairline in humanity. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it comes right yeah. down to his, 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 his eyebrows. Yeah. They yeah. are reserve yeah. eyebrows in case anything ever happens. On like a, a <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, like if, if the candles go up yeah. too quickly. Because yeah. a picture Obviously. of Wayne Rooney losing hair in the attic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He keeps t- tweeting pictures of fucking Wayne Rooney's hair. Look, look, it's still there. <laughs> yeah. Not it's a It's it's horrendous, isn't it? Like Rooney's hair. What has he done to him? Himself. Maybe just, Steve Norton just shave it off. Why not? I, I, What's the problem? Because the size of his head, he'd think, actually look like a light bulb. I think it's because he looks right, like and, a big cabbage. Not, not like an old light bulb. One of those new sort of eco-friendly light bulbs have the extra big bulbous heads on them. <laughs> <laughs>
Do you know what someone needs to do? You know what they're having a little spat on the pitch? Someone should blow his hair like this if they're blowing a genie Joe. <laughs> That'd wind him up, wouldn't he? <laughs> Ginny Joe, why is the hair blown off? <laughs> Looks like it can blow off. <laughs> uh, the next one's from Anthony. Anthony wonders, has anyone in the room here? Huh, or if you pulled up a divot, <laughs> just put it on his head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> like a gun no, no, place no. the divot, you just pick yeah. up and put it on. There you go. Yeah. you got to go with the inspiration yeah. when it strikes, Phil. Uh, Anthony's wondering, has anyone ever been told that they resemble someone famous? And if so, who is it? Anyone here ever been told they look like someone famous? And if so, who? Uh... You look like Postman no, Norman, Power, Norman, Norman Price. Norman Price. We've got on my right here. Chesney out of uh, Coronation Street. But this is just, this is just a lazy yeah. ginger show. It's really lazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's borderline uh, racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, if you can't think of anything original, don't say anything. You know David, I mean? any, any shouts for yourself? Ever been compared to anyone famous? Oh, I remember years ago when I was a bit more clean shaven and oh, scrubbed yeah. up. They said I looked like uh, Dr. Wilson from House. Dr. Wilson, that's probably a good show. Okay. I, I, I don't know the man, but I'm sure that's a good show. Yeah. He's a Hollywood actor type. I've got to be happy with that. Yeah. Andy, ever been compared to anyone? No? Phil? He was in Dead Poets. Apart from, apart from yeah, Stuart Downing. Apart from Stuart Downing. <laughs> 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 Dale Winton. He looks like Dale Winton. <laughs> Dale Winton and Stuart Downing is always thrown at me. Yeah. What a fucking combination. What a fucking combination. <laughs> Dale Downing. That is, that is, that is fucking mean. Uh, next one is from Jay Gray asking, what is the perfect chicken fillet roll concoction? What is the perfect combination of ingredients in a chicken fillet roll? I'll leave that to the chef. And you, uh, Andy, you've, you've, you've clearly There's only three thing. ingredients. Just, yeah, it's, I mean, you're either going to have sweet chilli sauce in it, Taco sauce. But how's there only three ingredients? Well, you've got the chicken sauce, and maybe you'll have some sort of like onion or. Yeah. Like no, but it's the sauce really that's going di- to make it taste different. Like, yeah. Does it have I to mean, be a roll, or can it just be roll? Chicken fillet roll, he reckons. So on a big white baguette, like I guess so. It's oh, easy. This is I wish everyone could see Andy's I, face yeah. right now. He's I, like, I can't uh, he's not happy about this. Yeah. Like, you know? I can't believe you've, yeah. you've not just nailed this straight away. Like the two it's, euro deal is you get a baguette. Butter or mayo, chicken yeah. and lettuce. I won't go over two euro for hot chicken rolls. So that's my sticking with that. That's, chicken that's lettuce. That's a very frugal option. I yeah, like that. It gets the gets the job done. Gets the job done. Gets the job done. I only eat the cup of soup. Chicken baguette. But you don't see a lot of people doing now with them baguettes. Is getting the the bread. Get the bread taken out. Yeah, which I think is a great idea because filling it with gun shells. That's fucking. And thrown at someone. It's too doughy for you, otherwise. Yeah, it's, it's, too, too it's, much, a, it's, it's bell cancer. Because it all falls out as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm telling you now, all that dough that's filling the fucking. White bread's terrible for you. Yeah. You shouldn't eat white bread. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's the worst of a life. Racist. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> White bread is being run out of this country. It is political correctness gone mad. <laughs> oh my Christ. Uh, next but you one. know bread, like bread, no matter <laughs> <laughs> Bread is bad for you, Jack. I don't like, eat bread, I agree, yeah. And like a lot of people are coming around to this now, you just don't touch it. Just do not bread. Ah, that's bollocks. It's exact same. I'll tell you what, if I was ever in a position where I got fat and I had to lose weight and I went to go on a diet, I would never be able to give up bread. People have been eating bread, bread for millions of years. No, yes, no, no. The difference, but I tell you what, the difference is. somebody was telling me this recently, the, the wheat Fucking that they're is. producing now, it's you a found different shit with, the, uh, with how it's encouraged to grow and it's a shorter <laughs> 
What? Seriously? <laughs> I would say courage. Come on, lads. Let's go. We need to fucking roll into the baguette. Get into the formation of the baguette formation. Look at all these new age motivational techniques now. In the olden days, you just shout at them and they grow. And now it's like, anyway, I got three of you in an envelope. Playing the wee podcast of them. There's a layer for the type of wheat now that they're putting into bread. Wheat. It can be grown It can be grown real quick. And right. it's cheaper to produce. But years ago, I mean, bread's gone back ages. Bread does go back ages. <laughs> <laughs> Your man Jesus loved the bread. He loved a bit of bread. <laughs> and the things he could do with bread. Oh, fucking unbelievable. And don't even get me started on water. I mean, some fish rolls. To be fair, night, as fictional characters week. go, he was ahead of a cup. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give it oh, man, he put a meal fucking he fish roll beef, together. Yeah. Can you imagine going to his parties? There's nothing fucking here, lads. There's only a couple of rolls and a, and a glass. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. How about it? Give us a glass there. Wine. What the fuck? Imagine being at the sermon at the Mount, right? You're there for fucking days. You're starving. And it's all that's there is fish or bread. And you've got a, you know, a wheat allergy or something. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on, mate. Hang on, you know. Yeah, is there nothing else? No, bread and fish. It's a weird that's one, it. isn't it? It's a weird combination. God. You never have a fish roll, really. Well, yeah, like, like, you know, I have a fish finger sandwich. Yeah. A fish finger sandwich is magic. Yeah, especially yeah. hungover. Oh, how oh, how do you cook all that fish? What? How did he cook all that fish? Fire man, he had a barbecue. Ah, come thousands on. of people. He had an outback barbecue. What people don't know. <laughs> <laughs> outback goes back millions of years. Yeah, Joe, um, the uh, who, who Captain Boardsy? Who's that made boy? Boardsy. Hang on. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> no, it must be thinness or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I need to look this up. There's a. It might be green oil. I think. It's somebody putting a huge push on, on fish finger sandwiches on Twitter. <laughs> who's, the, who's, the, who's the main players in the fish finger man? you get the first fish finger sandwich free but the rest of them are on the so Captain Bird's Eye Captain Bird's Eye right? I don't think it's him it so Findus has to be it's his son is there anyone else in the fish finger green game green aisle in the fish it's finger not, game green oil, Admiral Bird's Eye I've been a long time uh, in the fish finger game <laughs> but anyway a very really long time particular you problem. hunted orca at one stage they wrote a book uh, about you Moby they were, they were doing these fish finger sandwiches right but they were only bringing them like you, they were bringing them to your workplace but they'd only bring them to media companies like you know uh, Today FM or whatever so they get a load of coverage Google. Yeah. all over Twitter and get the exposure I was harassing them for a fish finger sandwich for months. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that they blocked me. <laughs> I was like, uh, just give us a fucking fish finger sandwich. <laughs> just because I haven't got a thousand followers, you won't give me a fish finger sandwich. Because they're scabby fucking stingy bastards. Like. And uh, they were only bringing them to like... I uh, hope, I hope I Captain like, Bordeaux turns about social station <laughs> in the fucking splash door with a fucking fish finger sandwich now. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. like, and they'd see all these retweets from these fam- half-famous people like um, Brezzy fucking, oh nice one yeah yeah nice one, nice one for me fish finger sandwich 50 fucking million followers happy days yeah 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 and they wouldn't fit the yard me walking ha- man like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they only want the fish finger sandwich like you know what I mean? one fish finger sandwiches and you're, and you're blocked 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 yeah. it's sort of desperation like 
Like, hang on, hang on, hang on. You hate their desperation, but you're begging them on Twitter. Give me a fish finger sandwich. Give me one. I mean, how much? Like, how hard would it be for them? The van man to just come out and give me a fish. Is that how it works? The van man. Is that how it works? They deliver. The van man. Finish as per usual with some admin, and we'll start with our weekly shout for our kind host, Astro Park. Book your pitch time and play some ball here at astropark.ie. The new edition of Neil Poole's We Are Liverpool uh, fanzine, featuring scribbles from myself and Neil Gray, is now available at weareliverpoolfanzine.com and will be sold outside the ground at the home games, beginning with the Bolton match on Saturday. It's bloody marvellous, and at only £1.50, it's also a steal. Your day trippers tonight were Dave Thomas, David Hartery, and the young Phil Casey and myself, Trev Downey. Just makes warbling sounds every goes, oh, that's an amazing sound. The cars. Whopper. <laughs> uh, the cranberries. Cranberries. Whopper. Serious pound. Uh, You're actually running out of play- people now, aren't you? Nah, the cause can't sing. The woman from the cranberries, alright, she's got a distinct voice. There's loads of good Irish musicians, for fuck's sake. No, I didn't say for bad musicians, sake. I said they can't sing. There's loads. That's my, my thing is they can't sing. I don't know they're bad about musicians. about the girl little green cars? Fucking amazing she, singer. I have never been truly girl. ever heard that name before in my life. She must be brilliant. <laughs> the small Irish bands are up there with, like, per head of population, are up there with the best musicians in the world. It just so happens that we just that, don't have an industry here. It's just a sentence. We don't have it's a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a sentence. Welsh trumpet players. Uh, <laughs> anyone in the world. We just... Nobody listens to him. <laughs> 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 he kind of has you, there. <laughs> If you have an up and coming Zimbabwe and tin whistle players, seriously, it's just there's only one of them. He's fucking great. <laughs> 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 He's a great dancer. The judges on the Voice of Ireland, two of them are fucking English. What's that? Air Paul Brennan's more famous than that. You want someone mainstream? I do. Hosier. Who? Hosier, fucking incredible voice. Would that take me? Hosier, yeah. He That's sounds like he's having a stroke. Hosier, sister. Hosier, <laughs> 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 <was your> sister. <laughs> 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 This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Are you thinking more about how to tighten up your budget these days? Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save over $700 on average, and customers can qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up. A little off your rate each month goes a long way. Get a quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Sports Social Podcast Network.